A growing business wants to build a standout employer brand to compete for top talent and position themselves as their best in the industry. But their needs are complex and ever-evolving, and their workforce is now hybrid. They have to innovate to stay at the top, and they do. Hi, lab mates. Welcome to the Social Learning Lab, a podcast about social learning at work. In today's episode, we'll sit down with SKS consulting psychologist and partner, Dr. Nate Whittier, and get the insider's perspective on social learning networks as a holistic approach to L&D. We'll hear how SKS is using their social learning network as part of their business strategy and how it has changed their work environment. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? We're doing great over here. Have it. Rocio, Diego, how are you guys doing? I'm good. It's Friday. Um, it is Friday. Week, right? <laughs> like after the end of the week is coming and the weekend is coming. And for me, that's not much because I got three kids. So, you know, that's just yeah, a right. very um, hectic time about to start. So sometimes I look forward to mm-hmm. Monday. <laughs> you might be wor- working harder over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, for sure. Um, how about you, Diego? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just ready to get this started and get this rolling. Yeah. All right. Well, we are here today on the Social Learning Lab talking to Nate Whittier, who is, um, he's literally our favorite client. Let's move on. <laughs> I apologize to any Thank of our you. other clients who are listening right now, but um, Nate is our reading champion right now. <laughs> I'll so, Dr. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Nate Whittier is a board-certified psychologist, business psychologist specifically, and he is a partner at SKS Consulting Group. Uh, since joining SKS in 2006, Nate has partnered with a variety of organizations to enhance the quality of their decision-making in the critical areas of selection and development of key talent. He's conducted literally thousands of leadership assessments at various levels in the leadership pipeline, and internally, Nate uh, leads up learning and development for SKS. So they're focusing on developing their consultant training and onboarding, uh, performance management falls under that, career pathing, and then there is all of the implementation of tech-enabled learning. So he does an awful lot, and it's been really a pleasure to get to know Nate and his team at SKS, and we're really, really thrilled to have you on the pod class with us today, Nate. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And and uh, I will I will um, also say you all are, I don't even want to call you a vendor because it's uh, you're more <laughs> than a vendor, but also our favorite, our favorite partner, let's put it that way. So apologies as well to any <laughs> my other partners that might be listening. Uh, well, thank you. It's been a, it's, I think we have sh- similar philosophies. And since today we're talking about networked learning and social learning networks, I think it will be interesting to see, you know, how you sort of came to align on that philosophy yeah. and why, you know, why from our side we like it. Sure. And um, so I'm, I'm excited. And if you're listening, you know, today from wherever you are, whether you're in leadership or on the boots in the ground, L&D, or just in business, I'll be really interested to hear what you have to say. So um, as always, we invite you to share in the community. So um, to start, Nate, it would be great if you could tell us a little bit about the work your team is doing at SKS. Sure. sure. Yeah, I, I can. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll talk about that in, in two buckets. One, one being more of the sort of day-to-day work that we do that's more client-facing. Um, and, and then I can speak to kind of what, what we're doing internally to, to get better. Um, I'll, I'll, I would say externally, as, as you said, Nicole, we're, um, we're a group of business psychologists that do individual assessment. So that's kind of our, our primary service. And, and we do that for both um, leadership selection and development. And, um, and I'd say we're probably about um, 60-40 in terms of 60% is around selection and hiring decisions. And that could be internal or external folks um, who are applying for those roles. And then the other maybe 40% is more developmental where we'll do a very similar assessment process, but it's um, geared toward helping that leader, you know, grow, develop, maybe create a development plan. That's another service that we provide as well. Um, and then we do some ongoing coaching around those plans um, as our clients ask for that. So, so that's really the, um, the, the work that we do that's more, um, more client facing. We do occasionally do as well some, some team development. And so you can maybe imagine a situation where we've, we've happened to assess, you know, all eight members of an eight person team will sometimes then get a request for 
um, hey, can you pull that data together in maybe more of an aggregate way and, and do some work with the team around team development and the establishment of team norms and, and things like that. So I, as I think about what we do, I think you know, we, it's individual assessment, but we try to apply that at the individual team and the organizational level. So, um, so that's a bit about our business. And then internally, um, you know, I probably should start by just saying our, our three values are our partnership, um, insights and excellence. And so um, uh, that really drives a, a lot of both of what we do both internally and externally. But internally, um, we're focused a lot um, around um, some initiatives related to client development. And so um, reaching out to clients, getting getting input and feedback around our, our offerings and what they like, how we could get better. Um, we're doing a lot of operational enhancements with technology um, that are both sort of internally facing and externally facing. And then for me specifically, as, as you noted, Nicole, I'm I'm more um, uh, heading up the, the learning and development efforts. So um, so a lot around um, this year, a lot around creating a more formalized training program for new consultants. Um, we've been told by some of our new consultants that um, you know, they're often even discouraged in graduate programs um, to go into consulting with the idea that, well, you can't really do that until you know, you've got gray hair or no hair in my hair. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and so um, they've they've really been, I would say, pleasantly surprised and enthusiastic about you know finding a group that's willing to you know provide that training and that education to folks you know who are early career and, and new graduates. So um, so a lot around that, and then um, last but not least, um, a lot around just get, you know with that value of excellence. There's a lot around just continuous improvement, getting better at what we do and how we do it. And and I don't think you can do that without sort of factoring in. Um, uh, considerations around diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. And so we're doing that again, both internally as well as thinking about how do we make sure that our assessment process is, you know, inclusive and culturally sensitive and in, in all of those things that um, are at the forefront these days as they should be. So, so that's a little bit about what we're doing. Which is a lot. And then yeah. the, the team is, is growing, but it's not yeah. massive. And it's amazing to me what gets accomplished there. And um, having worked with your team, how, how uh, kind and welcoming and kind of like aligned, that's yeah. not kind of, they are aligned, yeah. you know, it, it's really amazing to see. Awesome. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So I want to take you backwards before we go forwards, which is sure. just to say, I know what the assessment process is like, because I actually got to go through it as we build out, um, you know, some of the things we've done for you. But what what is SKS's assessment yeah. process because it's not like check a personality quiz take a disc assessment it's right. really something quite unique in my opinion yeah yeah i'd say pro probably that's a good way to set it up i'd say that the um one of the biggest sort of differences between what we do and sort of what you're referencing there nicole like a tool would be um, we we take this multi-method approach where um and we do that for a couple of reasons one is that you know the the research would say that that this combination of tools this multi-method approach is the most predictive um, uh, from a validity standpoint. So that's that's one big reason why we do it. The other reason is that um, it, it does allow us to sort of assess the whole person, right? So, um, you know, different tools have different strengths and, and limitations. And, and by combining certain tools, you can you can help to sort of mitigate that, right? So, so we would always say, um, you know, using a tool is better than using nothing, but, um, but not nearly as good as, um, you know, using this combination of tools that um, really allow you to gain insight into the whole person to take their context and um, uh, situation into consideration. And I think at the end of the day allows us to be much more much more nuanced, much more um, accurate and and I think um, uh, much more maybe um, you know sensitive to, to sort of what's going on for the person and, and you know their environment and their context. So um, specifically what what the process includes are um, essentially I think about it in three buckets. So we've got, um, some online tools that we administer that are personality um, related as well as problem solving related. Um, so that's sort of one big bucket of, of standardized tools. Um, and those tools are really good at, at identifying sort of underlying traits and dispositions that are predictive of performance. Um, we also, the second bucket that I would mention would be a work simulation, which um, it can take a variety of forms, but it's essentially um, asking individuals to respond to some emails as well as engage in more of an interactive component. Um, and that's our, our effort to actually see some behavior. So um, we know it's not exactly what they'd be doing on the job, but it's um, again, you know, there's enough overlap that, that we can gain some insight into how they might handle certain scenarios or situations. And then the third piece, which is a super important part as well as the interview. So 
that's where we get that context. I sort of think about it as our opportunity to hear that person's story and then, and then interpret the rest of the data in light of that story. And then at the end, we'll sort of pull all that together, identify themes, um, share that back both with the organization and with the individual. You know, our, our goal, a lot of times we differentiate as I did at, at the front of this um, between development and selection. And um, I think that's, that's just habit and, and it makes sense. Um, I've been challenging myself and our clients to think about it as more of a continuum where, yeah, we may be starting um, using this for selection purposes or to inform decisions, but you know, it is developmental you know, regardless. And, and, you know, it is along the way as well, right? I think the person, you know, um, gains insight into themselves just by completing it without even getting feedback, just by thinking about the questions. And then of course they do get feedback at the end and we try to help them use that regardless of, of what they wind up doing next. That's a big undertaking. Yeah. So we know there, I mean, I heard just in that small snippet, a ton of skills that someone would need to develop in order to be successful in that role. And I know that's not the only role. So maybe, um, would you mind telling us, Nate, a little bit about, you know, the kind of learning and development that you need at your organization to stay competitive? Or yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll start by, um, I think you're right. It, it is a lot of a lot of different sort of skill sets that, that are needed to um, to sort of effectively complete a process like that. Maybe I'll speak to that, um, like what some of those are and then sort of how we try to approach um, learning and development around those things. Um, so I would say, uh, I'm sure I'm gonna leave some things out, but I, I would say, you know, what comes to mind right away in terms of the skill set needed would be, um, you know, just so solid interpersonal skills. Um, as, as you're doing the, the interview with the individual, um, oftentimes it's the first time they've done something like this. Um, sometimes there's, I mean, really sort of a job on the line, so to speak. You know, we don't make the decision, of course, but, but we're one input in, in what um, they do with us has some implications for that decision. And so they're, of course, nervous about that and, and want to put their best foot forward. And so I think what what we do, I'm going to brag a little bit uh, about our team. What, what we do really, really well, I think, is um, we help candidates um, feel supported, encouraged, um, uh, they know, uh, and it's genuine, they know that we want them to, you know, put their best foot forward. We want them to show us sort of what they're capable of. And it's, I'm always amazed at how many times I hear from candidates that, um, man, this was such an enjoyable experience, even though I knew I was being evaluated this whole time, you know, I didn't feel that way, right? Um, I felt supported, I felt encouraged. So I think our team does a really good job of that. Um, and, and then there's some um, maybe more analytical kind of related skills that are required then, you know, after that interview, as you're going and trying to integrate all of that data and pull it all together, um, is sort of an analytical task um, in, in doing that. And then the third piece um, would be, you know, you, you have to do something with that output then. And, and oftentimes it's both giving feedback to the client and to the individual. And so there's a certain amount of, um, you know, as psychologists, especially early career, um, you know, we're not always experts um, in business, um, but there is a certain amount of business acumen and, and sort of familiarity with business and the terminology that you need to sort of put it in that language as, as you're delivering that feedback. Mm -hmm. So I would say those are, those are some of the, um, you know, maybe some of the skills that, that um, are needed to do that successfully in terms of how we um, address that. Do you want me to talk about how we address it now with your help? Um, oh, sure. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't going to make the subject, yeah. but if you want to, so, so, <laughs> how um, are you tackling all of that, Nate? <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're doing it much better now, again, with, with the help of, of you and, and the team here. Um, you know, we, we realized as we were hiring more, more and more people that um, we were often recreating the wheel. And, um, um, you know, we would do sort of the same training with, with somebody, you know, maybe a month apart. And, um, and then we also would sort of divvy it up across a partner. So as a small business, you know, as you alluded to, I think we wear a lot of hats. And so, um, you know, oftentimes the partners would sort of take on responsibility for the onboarding and the training, um, which we all love doing. Uh, but but um, but we did recognize the need to make it more efficient and, and also to make it more standardized. We did get some feedback from um, uh, our new employees that, you know, well, when I work with Nate, you know, he tells me something a little bit different than, than what I hear from Marie when, when I work with her. And so um, so we also recognize the need to, to get more consistent and um, uh, reliable, I guess, in, in terms of how we provide that training. So right now um, we're using Workplace with, with your help and we've got a lot of really great um, kind of tools and, and modules and um, lessons in there around the, around the specific tools and inventories that we use. 
Um, we actually, if I back up a little bit, we're also using it uh, again with your help as um, you know, on a, you know, this is focused around consultant training. There's there's also some sort of pre-boarding, I'll call it, materials that we have in the system that we're using with any employee that that is new to SKS, and so that allows them to kind of get a head start on all of that, you know, new employee paperwork that everyone has to complete. Um, and then once consultants come on board, though, they'll they'll go through those various modules. Um, we will, um, of course, have regular check-ins. So we don't use this as a substitute for, you know, face-to-face -face time, but, but really more of a supplement. And it allows us to provide different, different sort of mentoring and, and coaching face-to-face -face versus, you know, let me give you a lecture on this tool. You know, they've already done that, right? So we can really focus on um, you know, how do you use it? You know, what questions do you have? Um, you know, let's look at a use case. So, so we do that. Um, we do some 360 degree feedback processes. Um, we do some sort of check-ins again with the help of workplace. We do, um, I'd almost maybe call it a little bit of a pulse check, just getting mm -hmm. um, feedback from the team quarterly on, on how things are going. Um, and then we also do from a learning standpoint, we've got, um, a monthly brown bag session, we call it. And, and that's really, we, we divvy it up across the team and a team member uh, will take responsibility for a session a month and, um, and they'll lead a discussion on a topic of their choice. Um, we started the year, actually, we heard from the team that um, there was a, a high level of interest in um, learning more about business. And so we actually started the year using that brown bag for almost like a mini MBA. Um, that, that I tended to lead. Um, and, uh, and I, we got good feedback on that. Um, I think after a while, of course, they got tired of hearing me talk, but now we want to uh, bring in the rest of the team and, and look at some other topics too. Um, and then last but not least, I'd, I'd say, um, you know, we have professional development funds that, that we, uh, uh, allow folks to use yearly that, um, and we were pretty flexible around that. Um, you know, even, you know, most of the time it's used for a conference, but we would even say, you know, maybe there's some really cool trip that, that you want to take and, and it's going to, you know, stretch or, or grow you in some way. And as long as you come back and tell us about that, um, you know, you can, you know, you've got, you know, full right to use the okay. funds for something like that. So, um, so we're trying to really, every, everyone, as you all know better than me, learns differently, right? So we're, we're trying to, um, you know, come up with just a variety of, of methods and, and modalities for people to learn and share information. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, one of the reasons we gave you the social learning network as sort of the strategy was because you, your team actually, well, first, it's very social, right? Like learning to take cues in interviews, learning to yeah. interact with your colleagues, learning how to analyze behaviors, all of that is inherently social. So that made sense to us. But the other thing is even how you talk about your, it's very holistic and very, um, it's like a little mini ecosystem, right? Yeah. There's like a lot of things that feed each other. So it's yeah. interesting because, you know, to hear you talk about it. Um, yeah. It just, the, it, it does still make sense to me, yeah. right? Why yeah. that philosophy works for you. And one I do. The, you, you maybe knew this, Nicole. One, one thing though that was a pleasant surprise for me in, in implementing Workplace is um, some of the personal sharing that's that's happened on that platform so of course nobody's going overboard right but well people are posting you know pictures from the weekend or a picture um you know of the you know we we've got a lot of people having babies these days at SKM. <laughs> um just got a picture of a new addition to a family um oh. two days ago that was posted on workplace so um so that's just that's been really fun and, and people i can tell are, are really really enjoying that and uh, um you know, folks who maybe are a little more quiet, for example, in a meeting are, you know, sharing a picture of, of them doing something over the weekend, which has been really cool. Yeah. And I, at first, from when we started working together, I know that was, you were starting that transition to everybody being not necessarily local to, yeah. you know, Minnesota. Yeah. I left so. that out. Yeah. That was another big reason for, for needing to do something like this is that um, prior to COVID, um, we like probably a lot of companies, we only were really looking to hire people who were local or willing to be local. Um, and part of that was the business required that we, um, we have a lot of local clients and probably 50% of our work back then was being done in person. Mm -hmm. um, since COVID hit, um, you know, that, that of course went away and it hasn't really come back. I mean, just a little, I'd say, you know, it's like, it used to be 50, 50, it's probably 98 two now where, um, you know, in the last three to four years, I've maybe done five in-person interviews. Wow. 
Yeah. So, um, so the nice thing about that is it's, it allows us now to have folks who are remote because now we can sort of do the work anywhere and it's a kind of a niche business. And so, um, or a niche specialty area. And so, um, the pool is small and it was hard to talk people into moving to Minnesota. Um, <laughs> in fact, a good story. We had a, um, a, have a woman on the team, Katie, who's a great, um, uh, consultant and, and leader for us. And she joined us, um, early on and moved to Minnesota, um, from North Carolina. Um, after one year said, I can't handle these winters. I need to go back. And <laughs> we had to part ways. Um, once COVID hit and we started, you know, having remote folks, she's back with us now and she's a great addition to the team. So, so yeah, so it's, 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 um, it's really helped us deliver this training to folks who are not, you know, sitting side by side with us, which is, you know, needed. Um, at this point in time. I love that. I also, I just going to highlight the fact that you said everybody's using it appropriately because there's a, there's a lot of fear mm -hmm. around letting your employees be social, yeah. but they're doing it whether you know it or not, right? Like yeah, they were right. still having conversations on teams sure. even before we had a, a more uh, yeah. <laughs> social yeah. space. Um, but I know, you know, so we love to think that our solutions are perfect and that there has <laughs> been no challenges, but I know there have been some challenges or whether we resolve them, you know, yeah. So maybe, you know, for people who are thinking about, should I implement some kind of social learning network into my business? What are some of the challenges that you experienced or that, you know, you think they should think about before they go ahead? With sure. It? Yeah. I, so I, a couple come to mind and, and I think we're, we're making good progress on them. I um, mean, I guess the, the one thing that I would give us some credit for too, is we've, we've just been really open and in, in sort of, you know, acknowledging those and calling those out and, and getting input from folks. So, so not trying to sort of, you know, sort of scheme behind the scenes and, and think about, you know, how can we get them to use this? Like we're asking them, you know, what do you need to, to be able to, you know, use this more or use this more effectively? So, so one of the things that came up was um, we use Microsoft teams for um, our internal and external meetings and, um, and to your point, they, uh, our team was, you know, conversing and sharing prior to workplace and found out they were doing that over teams. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so one of the things that we had to work through early on, it was, well, when do we use teams and when do we use workplace? And, um, and so, um, you know, surprisingly to me, we just, we just had to get really, really clear on that, like really concrete and, and specific and, and it's clear now, um, and, and folks are using both you know, platforms the way that we've agreed to do so. But, um, but that was one thing that, that we had to talk about up front. Um, the other is just, um, um, you know, what a lot of people would say, well, when should I look at workplace or, or, um, uh, you know, how often should I work at, look at workplace? And, and so again, we just had to get, I wouldn't say prescriptive, you know, we're not forcing people to do this, but more so just offering a lot of concrete guidance. So if, if you want to use workplace more, here's what I would suggest. I would, you know, this is what I do. I open up, um, we use Microsoft Dynamics. I open up Dynamics and Workplace and Teams, and they're up on my screen all day long. So, um, so I can, you know, come and go. I can um, look at things here and there as I have time. Um, and I think that's been helpful for folks just to really literally just talk through how do you actually, you know, look at this throughout the day. Um, we also gave people just ideas in terms of what they can share um, or what they might share. Um, uh, on the site and, and that's been helpful. Um, and then maybe one, I don't know that the team, we haven't gotten feedback from the team on this, but one of the things that I'm thinking about is, um, you know, we, we work really hard to be inclusive and, and I think we are very inclusive, but um, you know, you can only do so much um, uh, so fast, right? And so we really started out focusing on the consultant um, sort mm -hmm. of path. Um, you know, we're recognizing we, we want to, we want to have some paths and some learning materials for everybody. Right. So, right. so now we're starting to look at our client services team and, and, um, you know, looking at a next step as potentially designing like a learning pathway for, for that group as well. So, um, so I wouldn't say that's a, a challenge, but maybe just something, well, maybe it is a challenge just remembering that, that, you know, you want to do sort of something for all groups. Right. And of course you can, you got to start somewhere. Right. But, um, maybe um, what I've been challenging myself to do is sort of keep, keep it top of mind and, and keep it moving forward. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so when you do go to do it, will you do user generated content or will you be very structured about it? Just curious if you have any thoughts. Yeah. If um, user generated content, meaning uh, from our team. Yeah. Like I, I know some of the, you know, 
<laughs> client services team at this point, but yeah. are they going to create some videos and oh, got uh, it. tools got it. or are you going to be very structured yeah. and be like, this is how we're going to script everything out? No, I, I like, I like the way we did the, um, um, the consultant, um, training pathway other than I think I, I was featured in the videos maybe more than I should have been, but, um, <laughs> um but, um, but I, I like the idea of, of having actual team members, you know, record something, you know, like an instructional video or, or something along those lines. So I, I would see us doing that again. I think that, I think the team really likes that. And I, I think it just makes it more relatable and, um, and it's not, especially if it were a partner or, or somebody in, in some sort of an authority or leadership role at SKS, you know, I wouldn't want them sort of saying, this is, you know, this is how we do it. This is how we have to do it. I'd rather have it coming from the team um, for, for, um, for, for that reason, right. To not sort of be perceived as sort of dictatorial, but, but also um, they know it better than, than we do, right. They're going to be better teachers than we are of all of that. Yeah. I, I think we've seen a few uh, team members at this point and they've all done exceptional jobs. Yeah. Um, so one of the concerns people sometimes have, I'm just curious if, if you've given, again, any thought to this, this is all sure. very off the cuff. So feel free to tell me if you don't want to talk about it, but, no um, sometimes people are like, oh, but what if someone leaves? Like, what's, what's your response to that? Like, oh, there's this person in this video who no longer works here. Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a good point. Um, we haven't had that happen yet. And may, maybe that was our strategy of having me uh, on a lot of the videos. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, but, um, um. I, you know, I, that certainly could happen for sure. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I think, um, you know, you always have to deal with, with, you know, how do you talk about somebody leaving, right? How do you address, um, you know, both what maybe led to them leaving as well as people's reactions to that. And I think that would be true, you know, regardless of whether they were maybe featured in an instructional video or not. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I think I'm, I'm okay if, if that happens, I don't think we would feel the need to, you know, redo it, you know, just because somebody left. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah I, I, I feel that way too. I'm like, well, most people leave on good terms and right, the person right. who wouldn't leave on good terms is probably not the person who's picked up and yeah, put exactly. a great piece of content up there. That's but, right. Um, yeah. It's interesting to hear it from, you know, the other side of the aisle. Sure. Sure. Um, so what's, what's next? You know, we heard some client services training. Is there anything else you're thinking about? Yeah. So, um, one of the, one of the things that, um, we're working on this year, I think, I think I might've mentioned this, um, on the show so far, um, is a more formalized training program. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and I think we've got a very good head start um, with, with what we've got in workplace right now. In fact, we, we actually just hired a new consultant last week and, um, he's a new consultant to us. He's making a bit of a transition from, um, uh, healthcare to, um, the business world. So he's got experience. He was a leader in healthcare, so he's got business experience, and he um, designed a, a training program um, at that healthcare facility. So he knows a bit about you know these things, and um, we've gotten rave reviews from him um, this week on on what we've been able to do in workplace. Um, and uh, you know he worked for a large healthcare organization. He said we didn't even have stuff like this. So. Um, so he's been very impressed with, with what we've done on workplace. And, um, and so that also leads me to be confident in that, um, you know, yeah, we do have, you know, a really good head start on, on this training program. Um, part of the reason we're doing that too, it's a little bit of a strategic, um, endeavor in that there aren't many, as I maybe mentioned early, um, there aren't a lot of places that are willing to provide training to new consultants, mm -hmm. right. Or, or put somebody who's not, you know, fully seasoned, so to speak, in front of a client. Whereas, you know, we have more willingness to do that with support, of course. Um, and, um, and so um, the idea being, well, if we've got this training program and we can maybe be a little bit known for that, which I think we are locally, um, you know, maybe that keeps sort of the pipeline of talent, you know, um, you know more consistent um, year to year. And um, so that's, that's one we're working on. The other one that I'm thinking about, um, so I mentioned the learning pathways for other members of the team. And then the last one that I'm thinking about, um, and I'll probably reach out to you and, and your team at some point, Nicole, to talk this through. Be, yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how, how might we, um, you know, design or implement a performance management process, you know, by using workplace or, or something else, if you would recommend something else. So, so we're trying to, as the team grows, we're getting a lot more questions around, well, when do you consider promotions or when do you mm -hmm. consider raises? Um, 
and we've sort of done it uh, ad hoc um, over the years. Um, as we're getting bigger, we, we're realizing we need to get some structure around that um, for their sake and for ours, right? Um, and, uh, and so, um, of course, want to do that with technology and, and workplace seems to be a, a good place to look. Yeah, yeah. I know early on in the process, we did start doing one of those skills inventories. So yeah. it has nothing to do with the social learning network necessarily, but like that to me is the natural first step is to look at that and give yourself a rubric of like, well, what does it take to be associate? What does it right. take to be principal? Yeah, yeah. What's in between there? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm really monopolizing this conversation, which is wonderful. I don't know if Diego <laughs> or CEO, you have things you're curious about as Nate's talking here. Just feel free to jump in. <laughs> Let me stop talking. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I just want to crystallize some of the stuff we've been talking about. So yeah. you've got this very complex set of needs, I think, for your team, and they really do rise to the occasion because you've built such a wonderful culture there. The social learning network helps right because it it facilitates putting those skills and development tracks into a yep. place and you can also have people sharing and talking and doing things you can do your pulse checks in there yep. um really treat it holistically and then you've got these big future plans you know that your market is changing you know that your needs are changing interesting because i just heard you say your hiring profile changed a little bit yeah um, if you took someone from healthcare and not from like org like, from or, right, right uh, out of school. Yeah. 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 So that was interesting. I mean, there's a lot of big things happening over at SKS. It's very mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, um, we oftentimes, um, I would say typically the, the type of individual that, that we bring on board is either early career or maybe new to consulting, um, which is the case with, with this person I just mentioned. And, and part of the reason is that, um, not that we're rigid about it and not that we're not, you know, asking and open to feedback on, on how we do things at SKS, but we do, we are really trying to gravitate toward having like um, an SKS way, right, of, of doing things. And um, whereas in the past, um, you know, in, in our evolution, it, it um, you know, as a lot of probably small professional services firms start out, it was very sort of founder focused and, um, you know, the, the, the partner, you know, sort of did whatever they wanted. Right. And they did it the way that on it. And, and so that made it hard sometimes to come together and work as a team. And so um, so we're really trying to get clear and consistent around what's the SKS way. And we've just found that, you know, folks who are new to consulting are much more receptive to to that and maybe don't already have their preferred uh, approaches. Again, not to say that we would never hire someone who you know has experience, but um, and we are willing to make changes. But but we're also driving for consistency as opposed to having, you know, folks, you know, do things in a one-off way. And so um, we've had good luck again with, with newer career or folks who are new to consulting. I totally don't take that philosophy. <laughs> really <laughs> Most of our team here, interestingly enough, sorry, we, we started as learning design interns and everybody's kind yeah. of grown into their path, <laughs> not uh, intentionally, but it found the same thing to be true. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would ask just one more question, and then Diego Rocio, I'm I'm going to stop talking. I'm just, I know you have questions, <laughs> but I guess I'm just wondering. There's this concept of the network effect, right? Like people want to be part of the team because they know the value of the network, or people want to work with SKS because they know the value of the network. Do you see that being true? Do you, um, and if so, like what what do you think is unique and special about your network that draws people to it? Yeah, you are. You, are you sort of thinking about the the network beyond SKS? Yeah, I think I think of it in two ways. So early on, when we were talking about you know your business, as we did our needs analysis, um, you talked about wanting SKS to be known because yeah, there is this yeah. network effect. Like you wanted universities to hear your name, yeah. you, and you wanted this training, this social learning network, not just because you wanted the training, which you did, but. You like wanted something that made you stand out yeah, like people yeah. wanted to be associated that's what i guess what i'm getting yeah. at like the network effect they want to be associated with sks and yeah. the value of the people inside of it then amplifies yeah the value to for the perception of value right sure a little complex but anyway oh, I, I think um, I yeah 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 do you find that to be true do you stamp you know, do you think there is a network effect that happens when it comes to SKS? Yeah, I, I think so for sure. I, I would say, um, yeah, I actually was going to start out by saying I think it's it's maybe more, I see it more as it relates to, um, 
you know, hiring and sort of employment brand. But just yeah. as I was thinking that, I, I see it with clients as well. So maybe I'll, I'll say something about both on the on the on the client side. Um, you know, we we have not done um, much marketing traditionally. A lot of um, our new business is word of mouth, and you know, so much so that um, we did a customer voice um, uh, interview survey maybe two years ago now, and like a common theme was. HR leaders would say oh, SKS is, is our best kept secret, right? Um, and and uh, we're sort of saying, well, no, we don't want to be people. a secret. We don't want to <laughs> be a secret. So, yeah. um, and, and I know that th these same folks do, you know, um, um, provide good word of mouth, you know, referrals and recommendations as well. So so I definitely think that that we see that play out there. Um, with with the employment sort of brand piece, um, you know, I. I um I would say that our, our team members are probably even better than than you know me for sure or maybe the partners at um at sort of selling SKS um they I mean we just get great feedback in terms of being a good place to work and um, um supportive inclusive empowering you know all of those things and um and so they go to conferences right as I mentioned we we um uh, encourage folks to go to to conferences throughout the year and and when they do they're often our representatives at like the hiring booths or the you know, the interview rooms. And, um, and so I've heard from folks that we've interviewed that um, they do a great job of sort of speaking to what they really love about SKS and um, and the onboarding stuff has come up as well. And so I do think we're starting to um, get a little word of mouth around um, um, the technology and the processes that we have around training new consultants. So, and that was the goal. So we're trying to, you know, we're trying to you know, ride that wave and, and keep that going. Oh, that's really cool. And you can do more, right? Cause now it's not just, you and you know your three partners spreading the word it's your whole team right right and and if you you know if you're looking to hire let's say you know early career folk um they're they're going to be you know hearing i'll call it a testimonial it's not that's a little too formal but but hearing that from you know a peer is going to be more powerful than me coming in and saying hey we've got this great you know onboarding you know platform and they're going to look at me and say, yeah, it's probably all paper and pencil, right? <laughs> uh, whereas our team can uh, can go and, and, you know, relate to folks. And um, I think it's just more credible for, for new employees. Very cool. All right. As promised, I'm done. I'm not going to say anything else for at least a few minutes. <laughs> uh, we're just listening. Um, you guys interact. I would say, though, like, I have friends that work in, like, really big company names and we have worked with bigger companies and like what you have sure. going on it's like years ahead of like what you would think this like corporations That's that awesome. you would think have it together um you know i talk to my friends i'm like how do you function you know <laughs> having this like onboarding or thinking about these things right like employee onboarding employee satisfaction uh, training yeah. how do we move forward how do we grow your yeah. like there's a lot of organizations out there that just function like that and people just fake it till they make it kind of right um, right so oh that well that's that's good to hear so that, that's, that's sure. always you know and i love seeing like all the interactions and um you know we get pinged sometimes when when people post sure. things uh so we're definitely seeing that social aspect also that's awesome. not just the good. onboarding but people sharing yeah. their life, um, which might not have happened like in person, right? Like you don't just randomly right, right. go talk to somebody about, you know, yeah. the wedding you assisted over the weekend. That's um, right. Yeah. So I really enjoy that. And I, I would love to know, like, what difference do you see um, pre employing the social learning network? And then after you employed it, like social wise, like how did yeah, that yeah. impact? Yeah, I I would say that um, I I do see a difference. So so we um, we try to bring everyone. So we have, as I mentioned, a, a pretty remote team at the moment. So we're a team of about twenty two, and um, uh, we've got I'd say um, maybe nine nine or ten um, here in Minnesota, and then everyone else is kind of spread out across the country, and um, and we get together quarterly. And I would say that um, we've always had a pretty good team dynamic in terms of when people get together, um, everyone seems comfortable and, and relaxed and, and all of that, which 
which um, we didn't know for sure, right? Like uh, we're so, the four partners anyway are so used to, we were so used to working in the office, right? And um, and that's how you sort of connect with people. And so we didn't know, are we gonna bring people together quarterly and it's gonna be awkward or, or people aren't gonna talk? And, um, you know, even, so I'd say before Workplace, um, you know, we were pleasantly surprised that it wasn't awkward. I would say since, since Workplace, it's, um, it's happening faster. So like before workplace, you know, we might, we get together typically for two days. Um, you know, it might take a couple hours, right. Of us easing into it, or we might have to do a little bit of an icebreaker, right. Yeah. To sort of get people, um, you know, warmed up a bit. We don't need to do that anymore. Like I'll, I'll walk into, um, you know, one of those, one of those meetings, I'm oftentimes the, one of the last people to, to show up and like, it's loud. It's so loud in there because everyone is just talking and having fun and socializing. So I think, I think that workplace has allowed the connection to sort of um, remain in between those quarterly meetings where it doesn't feel like there's as much catch up that you have to do, you know, the next time you see someone. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, one thing, one thing I'll share with, with you guys too. Um, so Nicole, I picked your brain a while back in terms of, you know, how do we increase? So a lot of people, look at workplace and respond to workplace. Um, what we're trying to do is maybe increase the extent to which people initiate maybe a post or, or mm -hmm. something or a discussion on, on workplace. And um, the last time we got together for our quarterly meeting, I, I finally took a look at some of the analytics that they have in, in workplace around usage. And I pulled some of that and I recognized um, the two people who were you know at sort of the top in terms of postings. And um, uh, and that really sort of lit a fire, I think, for, for some people. I mean, they're having fun with it, right? But, um, you know, some people were saying, oh, man, I need, you know, I want to be on that list <laughs> next time. And the people who were on it were, are saying, you know, I'm going to keep that up, right? I'm going to, you know, try to try to repeat next quarter. So, so just making them aware that, um, you know, we can kind of track these things and having a little bit of fun with it. Um, you know, and also, you know, I don't go in there saying, you know, I'm, I'm the workplace master, right. And I, uh, you know, I, you need to follow my lead. I acknowledge that. Yeah, I could do more too. Right. And, and we all can, can do a little bit more. And so, um, so it's not viewed as like this thing that we're, you know, the leadership is sort of making everyone do it's, you know, we all, we all want to learn we all, we all want to be connected. We all want to get better. And this is a great platform for that. So let's work together to figure out you know, how to make the most of it. Yeah. I also think because, leadership is involved people are more likely to also be involved because have yeah. kind of like champions in a way like you guys are champions yeah. for workplace so they're like well you know yeah. it's one of those things like if you weren't doing it then maybe they will be like well if they're not doing it why do i have to do it exactly yeah i think That's you're also right very important yeah i know see i think you bring up a good point because i think we talked about that a couple episodes ago about that dance hall theory and I think having the leadership involved, like you said, is really important in driving that. And I think, you know, finding those champions for change and those people who are going to be the first to the dance floor and really push yeah. and drive it, I think is really important. And I think it's, you know, very great that you as a leader are showing that you are seeing this in your business. And that's why it's making yeah. it effective. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. And, and um, you know, yeah, I, I think at first we maybe the leaders were a little, mm -hmm. um, I would say hesitant, but just not wanting to... Um, you know, wanting to create space, right, for the rest of the team to, to do some of that. And um, and after a little while, we, re we realized, well, we kind of need to lead the way. And um, I talked with my partners and got their commitment to do that. And, and I, I think we've seen some, you know, some positive momentum since then. Yeah. We have the, so we use it too, which you know by yeah. now. And uh, like my favorite channel on our whole thing is the Share What You Learn channel. And mm -hmm. so I, Recently, I think I've been a little more active. <laughs> I've been learning a lot. Um, but it's cool because I get to learn about, you know, what Rocio's learning and Diego's learning and Katie's learning. And, um, you know, we have a social media person and he shared something the yeah. other week, like wanted to be involved, isn't, you know, as is a freelancer. So, like, yeah. not necessarily part of the team, but felt comfortable sharing. And I think that's, that's just really wonderful. Yeah. And we've made it a point, and you do it this too. Um, but we don't just shove things up there, which is, I think, the difference. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, we post things, we share emails, nobody reads the article. Or whatever. But we're conscious to be like, this is the thing I found interesting about it. Or here's a quote. What do you think yeah. about this line? Or like to point them somewhere. And that's made an impact. In, like giving them a call to action, just yeah, like you would on any right. social platform. 
you know, yeah. that people respond. But um, yeah, yeah, I love seeing it from the team and from yeah. the peers as well. It's cool to see what everybody bubbles up. It is cool. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to share that we haven't asked you about yet, or um, that we should have asked you? Yeah. Um, you know. I don't think so. I think we've been pretty thorough. I get the only thing that's um, this isn't super profound, but what what popped into my head that that I didn't mention yet is just um, you know not not everybody, especially when we're super busy, right? Not everybody is is out there reading every issue of HBR or uh, you know all those other publications. And so what we did is created a um, I think we called it you know recent news or headlines is kind of the section, and then we have a feed from. Right now, I think it's HBR and McKinsey. So their their posts and their publications yeah. kind of feed into that. And so we encourage folks that, hey, if you have a cancellation or, or a free moment, you know, go go look through that. And if you see something interesting, you know, post it and ask a question or, or do something like that. So just trying to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. So there's guidelines, right? It's like uh, we're reading the art community. It's like hosting a party. You know, you got to give people the invitation. You got to set them up so they know what to expect when they get to the event. You got to yeah. give a little structure so everyone's not just standing there next to the punch bowl, right. wondering right. what to do or who to talk to. But then yeah. you let them go because you yeah. can't control all your guests and tell them where to be and how to respond all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Rosie, no, I, see I was you're just going to say, you know, the level of interaction, right? Like I was saying, we do get things um, on, on people yeah. post and what you guys do and the brown bags and all of that. You know, the level of interactions also speak to a level of the psychological safety that your employees feel yeah. where they feel like sharing those things and that is accepted yeah. and it's going to be reciprocated. And, um, yeah. you know, there's a, a level of that that needs to go into social learning networks too, because or sure. putting themselves out there yeah. for their bosses to see, right? Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I agree. So, you know, that, that's, that's yeah. a really good call out. That's uh, yeah, there's, we've, um, we've done a lot. I mentioned some of the team development work that, that we do with clients and a lot of emphasis on, on psychological safety. And, and um, of course we, we prioritize that at SKS as well. And one of the, one of the things I think is is really cool about um, workplaces, it gives an opportunity for, um, you know, a partner, for example, to learn from a junior consultant, right? Um, I mean, I just think that's so cool um, to show for a partner to, you know, be vulnerable or humble enough to, you know, sort of say, hey, can you help me with this? Or, hey, can you teach me about this? Uh, and, and what a great experience for that consultant, too. Yeah, yeah. Not cross-generational, but I guess cross-positional. Yeah, right. Across the hierarchy, and yeah. it doesn't happen in, you know, if you just have a static line of training to complete. Right, right. And the idea is that you're filling the bank. Yeah, yeah. But even even cross. Yeah. Sorry, Nicole. I feel like <laughs> no, no. I, I go for it. This is a social yeah. experience, and we're bound to generational, right? Because every time you're you're hiring, eventually everybody's just gonna get younger, right? And you take. He's like sure. going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. might not necessarily, you know, technology-wise. Uh, you know, not yeah. to say you're old, but you know. Well, <laughs> you All right, Nate's never coming it. back now. It's recorded. That way, right? Like, uh, you know, Diego is the youngest team member uh, for us, and sometimes he has ideas that we don't even think about, right? Because yeah, he's aware really of all these new things that are going on, the new trends you know, the, yeah. the new way of saying things, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So. yeah, that's a really good point. It makes me think of when we first um, started rolling out workplace, um, you know, as I said, there's all, there's always some work you need to do around sort of adoption across the team. It was probably the hardest for the, for the four partners. Yeah. You know, we, we are of a, of a different generation than most of our team and most of us are not super active on social media. And so, um, so as we were doing this, we we didn't really know what to do, right? I, I don't have a Facebook account. I don't I don't do anything on social media really. Um, and so the guidance probably was just as useful for us as as it was for the rest of the team. I'm done, Nicole. You could you could. Yeah, really good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. That is definitely the downside of video versus in person. It's a little easier to read the like cue right, leaning right. in versus like. 
stopping and pausing in the <laughs> in the conversation. But um, I'm going to start to wrap us up because you've definitely taken up quite a bit of your time, Nate, and we really appreciate you sharing sure. your experiences, your perspective on all of this. Um, but SKS is is doing really cool things. You know, like I said, I had the privilege of going through a assessment ask. I'm sure there are some added bells and whistles for a client, but you know, I've, I've seen the process from behind the scenes and I've seen it from the training end and I've uh, met with your team and you really are doing awesome things. I don't, I've not, we haven't met anyone else who's doing what you're doing or necessarily brings the same partnership, you know, perspective to it. Um, so how can people find you if they want to learn more about yeah. Let's start with SKS Consulting first. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so we have a website, of course, that, that folks could check out and, and we, um, with the help of, of our marketing person, we are trying to do a little more in terms of putting some blogs and white papers and things like that out there. And that's at um, um, sksconsulting.org. And then um, and then we've also got a LinkedIn page. Um, and so if you were to just search SKS Consulting Group, that, that would pop up and we'll share some of those resources there as well. Awesome. And then I do you remember a long time ago watching a webinar? Um, yeah. Is that on your website? Yeah, that live in it YouTube? is on the website. website. It is on the website. Yep. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Nate. Please tell the whole SKS team we say hello. I and, will. Uh, again, just thank you so much for your time. Post, no problem. Thanks for having you can me. Post this episode, like share it on social yeah. learning network. So oh, yeah. that sounds great. Keep that sounds great. Learning. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you. Well, for those of you who are watching um, your homework assignment, we'll share that just a minute. But remember that we invite you to listen to the episode, to try the assignment, to get in the community, hear about, you know, what others think, to share what you learned in this episode and get social. So we will see you next time. Awesome. Thank you. There's so much we have learned from working with Nate and his team to build their social learning network and strengthen their business. But if I had to pick the top three things, they would be one, build structures to support people while giving them the agency to pursue the path that best suits their needs. Two, leverage technology to create a visible learning culture, one that evolves organically. And three, trust your employees to share with and learn from one another. So. How can you apply all of this talk about continuous and network learning? Here's an experiment. We have learned that recognition is a big motivator for participating in learning and knowledge sharing at work. Take a moment to list three people who deserve recognition for their recent learning or knowledge sharing, and then create an action plan for recognizing them appropriately. While you think about that list, Focus on the kinds of attitudes and accomplishments you want others to imitate. For example, completing a course may be celebration worthy, but maybe just getting through it isn't really the thing you need to influence your people to do. On the other hand, if you saw somebody apply recent training on the job, and that is what you want people to do, then that is the kind of thing you would recognize publicly. After you have completed the experiment, Take stock on how it's impacted the environment. How did the person recognize respond? Did anyone notice or celebrate with you? Did anyone's behavior change? You can check out the full assignment brief in the Social Learning Lab community on Facebook. Well, that takes us to the end of our first season. Can you believe it? We have covered so much ground, from social influence to XR, to psychological safety, to social learning networks, and more. What was your favorite episode? We'd love to know. And equally important, who do you want to hear next season? Share your opinions with us in the community. Before we sign out for the season, we'd also like to ask you a favor because we want to see this podcast make an impact. If you've enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review, like, subscribe, or share it so that we can continue to build a supportive group of social learning enthusiasts. Thank you so much for being a part of our community, LabMate. Until next time, keep making learning that matters.